And welcome to Tea Time with Miss Liz. That's right. We are season four. We, today is our brand new season. And we have the Ukraine story in the house. We have Daria Video Animation Studio as well joining us. And a couple of survivors from the Ukraine wars. As we all know, Ukraine war is still continuing to this day. So we want to bring the voices and we want to have it heard that there are still issues going on today as we have been come, become silenced in the, and across the world. So I'm going to bring in the CEO of the Dariel Video Emanation Studio to share a little bit about who he is and why he is here today to share about Ukraine. Then we have a survivor who will be sharing her story. And then we have the team who created the animation video that you can find on YouTube. All of the information is into the comments Please leave your comments. Please be respectful of my guests, and we will get continued on with today's show. Before we continue on, we're just going to do a quick disclaimer of Miss Liz, and we're going to make sure that everyone is aware that this is just a platform for information. The disclaimer for Miss Liz's Tea Time Live Show Season 4. Miss Liz is going live using StreamYard. Before leaving a comment, please grant StreamYard permission to see your name at StreamYard.com. Please be advised that the content brought forward for any Tea Time show hosted by myself, Miss Liz, is always brought forward in good faith. However, may bring forward dialogue and opinions that are not representative of my platform. The facts and information are perceived to be accurate at the given time of airing. All Tea Time guests and audience participation and are responsible for using their good judgment in taking any action that may relate to the discussion. The content brought forward may include discussion for some where they may be emotionally at risk. It is significant to know that this show is engaging in discussion forums offered only to offer and inspire awareness and connection and is not providing therapeutical advice. If you have any questions about this disclaimer or the panelist discussion, you may freely contact me, Miss Liz, through my email at bookingmissliz at gmail.com. 
Moving forward, should you choose to voluntarily participate in this show in any aspect, Miss Liz welcomes you. Should you welcome, should you decide that the show is not made for you at this time, I respect it and I will see you at a later show at a later date. I want to make sure that today's tea time is a warning. There will be trigger warnings. So if you are triggered easily, I recommend that you do not tune into today's show because today we are talking real life stories. We are talking about Ukraine. So I'm going to bring in the CEO, Yulia, from Ukraine to share a little bit about Darvia Video Ammunition Studios and what they've created for Ukraine and the awareness. So I'll get him into the studio. Good morning, Yulia. Hello. Uh, hello. Good morning to you. It's uh, quite almost evening here in Ukraine. Uh, and I'm staying in Ukraine, in the capital of Ukraine, Kiev. Uh, right now and throughout the last year as well. And uh, I want to thank you for invitation to this uh, podcast. Happy to be here, happy to share. And uh, just if any questions, I'm happy to, to answer about the situation here, what used to be, was used to happen uh, within the last year and happening right now. Uh, to give you a brief so what we're doing here and why i'm here on this podcast with my team uh, so several months ago we we have created animation series like trailer about uh, the several stories that happened to uh, ukrainians located in different ukrainian cities uh, in the beginning of war and the stories tell what how these people struggled with the situation, how escaped uh, from host, hostiles, and how how maybe what, what decisions were made and what did they do. So it was non ordinary at all because not everybody faces like war one day, uh, one morning. Uh, so we covered a story from Mariupol one of the hottest places throughout the whole war uh, from Kharkiv and from Kiev. I would say more. So these um, heroes of the stories are our studio team members. And uh, we are also really thankful that the, there was one man, Jeremy, from the United States who actually helped us to make this project happen who just funded this animation and helped to spread uh, it over the world uh, i'm personally uh staying in kiev and uh, in the beginning of the war i was in kiev and now i'm here and uh, the core team is still here uh, but many people from our studio and generally from ukraine just distributed around ukraine and other countries and people uh, that are here also with us on this uh, podcast are also different countries uh, while originally being from Ukraine they are now they are now pushed to different places uh, because not all the places in Ukraine are really safe um, um, well is there anything I should add so maybe so, Yulia, how has the war affected you and your family? Uh, basically, uh, my sister uh, took her uh, small children and uh, left Ukraine in, in the first days. So, since then, she 
didn't return back. She's staying in Spain where it's safe for children, where she doesn't really uh, care about, I don't know, bombs coming uh, from the sky the next day. Here in Ukraine, uh, my, mo uh, my mother is staying here in Ukraine in a small city and she hears uh, the air alarm uh, almost every day. Uh, she experiences the electricity outages almost every day. Um, most of the people I know, they have new kind of fears. They have new kind of challenges. Um, and even today, uh, this electricity outages is number one problem. The danger of coming rockets to most of Ukrainian cities in central Ukraine, and especially in eastern Ukraine, it's like a normal routine. Uh, just to expect some some bombs are coming or some drones are coming uh, it happens like the uh, like every week and uh, every every weekend every day something new is being destroyed like another building another power supply chain or, or whatever or just or just the rod or just simple cars even even when the russian rockets are being hit by our air defense systems still the uh, breaks uh, of of these uh, missiles such as coming on the on the heads of people and uh, people at least injured so it's like in daily news we, we we know this happening and i'm i'm talking now nothing about the so many people that die on the front because they are fighting all the time the, there are places like bakhmut and other ukrainian small and big cities that are really on the front line where it's very very hot and uh, well people really as far as i know around several s tens of thousands ukrainian people have already died since the beginning of the war <sighs> well i know many people my friends and relatives who just moved somewhere and they don't have the possibility to come back and just to run a normal life because Kiev tries, people in Kiev and me and my family and my, my company are trying to uh, be up and running, but still we have restricted resources. Uh, we have uh, no infrastructure working 100%. Uh, I know that some of businesses really closed and or just suspended their, uh, their uh, business and waiting for the possible uh, atmosphere and possible you know, climate just to renew their jobs. Uh, our main struggle for now is just to survive this winter. Uh, winter in Ukraine normally uh, is, is related to very uh, um, over, like below zero uh, temperatures and uh, really cold outside. Uh, we are happy that the, this particular season doesn't seem to be extremely cold. It's like quite warm at the moment, but in January and February, it's normally very frosty and it's all related with the outages of electricity and hot water and heating. And we are all afraid that it may become worse. So Yulia, you're the CEO of Darvia Video Emanation Studios.
Could you tell the audience and the listeners out there who Daria Video is? Uh, sorry, do you mean who Daria Video is? Yeah, your business. Like, how did it start, and, uh, and how is your business a part of the Ukraine project? Uh, I will be. I will be brief. I think uh, like the history of the company is uh, not like the main purpose of the, of the talk. But just to give you the context, so uh, Darvidia Animation Studio is uh, the actually animation studio that makes animated videos for more than eight years, and uh, the team that creates videos are here in U is here in Ukraine. It's uh, scriptwriter, uh, animators, uh, project managers, artists, uh, soundmen, and all other. Uh, guys who are really creative and really enthusiastic and passionate about what they do because Ukraine is really really great place for talents uh, and we actually work with Ukrainian and non-Ukrainian companies creating animated videos for them uh, it's uh, it can be entertainment entertaining content it can be commercial videos explainer videos or some advertisement companies big and small companies use for their marketing purposes uh, so today we start we, we try to work with european and american companies because ukrainian companies are not active in marketing uh, throughout the war many marketing and advertising agencies closed and marketing uh, activity is very very low so if we could if if we didn't have foreign clients for our studio we could also close our business so for the listeners out there if you'd like to know more about darvio videos you can check out their website you'll see a lot of links coming up during the podcast for the ones that are watching the video podcast for the ones that are watching uh, listening to the audio uh, the audio podcast of Miss Liz's Tea Times. You'll find all of that information in the descriptions when and the podcast is uploaded. Uh, for anyone who has any questions or comments that you have for any of my guests today, please and please be respectful of my guests today. And thank you, Yulia, for reaching out to me and having this brought to Tea Time. Now, I want to bring. I'm going to put you in the back, and I'm going to bring out uh, Kate. She is one of the survivor stories. Uh, who is in the video that they've created. And I want her to share her story with you guys. So please grab your tea and take time to understand that this war is still happening today, guys. This is not something from the past. This is actual happening today. So be be aware and concerned of what is going on in the world. You, you might be in a country that is not experiencing this and you can still help and support these. Uh, my, my guests today, their families, and all of the people in Ukraine. My, and Ms. Liz is with you all. So please stay safe and all of that. Yulia, I'm going to put you in the back. I'm going to bring you up a little later in the show. But I'm going to bring up Kate now. And Kate is one of the story heroes. And she is from Mor Morpolio, I want to say it right. Mariupol. Mariupol. And Kate is also a project manager at Dar Video. So I'm going to bring up Kate now and get her to share her story. And just grab your teas, grab your coffee, grab your wherever you are. You don't need to be drinking tea to enjoy tea time with Miss Liz. So I'm going to bring up Kate next and have her share her story. So thank you again, Yulia. There we go. And we have Kate. Yeah, hello, everybody. Thank you, Liz, for inviting us all. So I'm Kate, and the second story in the video is about me. Uh, basically, it's about me surviving 
like really surviving through Mariupol because it was one of the hottest places in Ukraine. The city is now fully destroyed. More than 95% of the city is fully destroyed. And uh, I've been there for two months and then I could uh, escape. I could go out of Mariupol. It was uh, really a challenge staying up here and uh, moving from Mariupol because basically uh, we have lived for a couple of months without electricity. We have lived without gas. We have lived uh, without even the roof above our head just because we were trying to hide uh, in a shelter for all the time. I was staying up there with my mother and uh, both of my grandparents. Uh, then we had our uncle and his wife coming to us with two children. Uh, so the shelter was uh, filled with people because nobody could go outside and we stayed uh, in the shelter, in the bomb shelter for two months uh, like straight. We couldn't go out, we couldn't go even to our apartments that uh, were like uh, right above the shelter because it was very dangerous for us just to go on the streets and uh, yeah we tried to stay there for the whole time we cooked uh, on the fire and uh, yeah after that when we tried to escape we um, saw that our car was bombed and it was totally destroyed so we had to find somebody who can uh, take us from uh, the occupation to the real world and we were disconnected from the whole world we hadn't had any connection and we basically knew only the things that russian soldiers told us so we were sure that uh, all the ukraine is now quite like the mariupol and uh, when you see fully destroyed city and uh, somebody's telling you that your whole country is like that uh, you just give up and you try not to lose any hope but it's all you can do to not give up at that moment and believe that uh, like the world is still uh, going on the peace is still somewhere up there and you have to try to find it when we have uh, escaped we have been going for more than two days uh, in a road uh, when you just go to the same city in a normal situation from my uh, hometown from Mariupol for two hours but we had to go through some different roads we have to go by us just to, to survive and uh, not to be caught not to be dead in this gray zone where everybody's uh, like fighting when you can see uh, like uh, the soldiers uh, cars when you can see everything going on and you just want to see the real peace so my uh, two months in Mariupol was a total hell. I saw my house burning and uh, yeah, basically I've seen all of my childhood memories being destroyed at that moment. So now when I'm in Switzerland, when I'm uh, in a totally safe country, when I'm just trying to uh, come back to normal life, when I'm studying at university, when I'm doing just my things, uh, all the time I'm remembering that suffer and uh, that hell that I've been through, all the pictures I've seen up here, um, all the pictures of dead bodies, uh, of the soldiers, of my destroyed house. Uh, yeah, they're coming to my mind all the time and I'm trying to deal with that. So how did you take part in the, the project and in, in the video Kate? I was a project manager, so I was uh, managing the script, uh, then the storyboard, illustrations, voiceover part, uh, and uh, yeah, I've been basically just controlling that everything goes uh, step by step.
so you said that you're in Switzerland now, right? Yeah. So is all of your family in Switzerland or just you? No, my family is staying in Kiev, in the capital of Ukraine. We um, want to get back to our city when uh, it will be deoccupied and uh, now rebuilt, but now they're staying in Kiev. So how do you feel that this project will help you in the long run, your family and your country by doing this project? I feel that being part of this project and uh, telling my story will somehow show the world uh, and uh, Ukraine uh, uh, what's, go what's really going on, what uh, people really living through, what have uh, they felt in Mariupol, because uh, we have uh, like 100, uh, um, 1,000 of 100,000 died in Mariupol, so there are not so many people who can share the stories about the hardest point in Ukraine, the hardest uh, city in Ukraine that's uh, been totally destroyed. And I want to share this uh, information, I want to share my story to tell people what's really going on and uh, what help people can really live through uh, with this war. It's just not a regular bombing, it's a total destruction of the city, it's a total hell that's going on in the earth, and I want to share it so uh, nobody uh, would be unaware of that, and uh, so everybody can understand what people are really going through, and yet to somehow help soldiers, help the people who have survived, and basically like that. So for the viewers and listeners out there, if they wanted to help they can help with this project. But what, what are people needing right now in Ukraine, Kate? Um, in Ukraine, there are still lots of cities who are uh, very uh, unsafe, uh, where people are trying just to survive. And uh, except for the donation to our army, you can just uh, donate to people because there are lots of people who have suffered from the war, who also have injuries from bombing. So you can uh, totally help uh, these people who are just regular citizens, who have uh, destroyed houses, who had to move from their cities, move their homes. And they just want to live regular life, but they don't have a work because they don't have their city back. And uh, lots of people have troubles with electricity right now in Ukraine because it's the biggest problem with electricity and with heating when the winter is coming and it's really very hard for people to live in Ukraine. And uh, supporting them and donating to the regular people and our army will be very great uh, because that's what we are going through right now and uh, the world has to help ukraine with that because if not who will exactly right if, if nobody will who's going to help and this is why we're having this tea time today is to bring awareness that this war is still happening i want people and the listeners and viewers out there and who will watch the replay later to understand that this is still an ongoing matter this is not over. They are still fighting for their lives. So, Kate, I want to ask you, as a, as a survivor, as it's still going on, how do you feel? Is there still daily fear every day that you're going to get a call that your family, you know, something might have happened? Like, could you share that with the audience, how you feel right now? Every time when I'm writing my mother and she doesn't reply me in a couple of minutes, I'm writing to her millions of times. I'm trying to call her all the time, even though I know she's just work and even though I know 
even if it's not the air siren in Ukraine, when they, when my mother, my granny, and my granddad don't reply me for a couple of minutes, I'm already thinking that something bad has happened. Because when you read the news that uh, in their region something has happened, uh, you just don't believe that they will be lucky this time. Because there are millions of times when the key, when Kiev uh, was bombed, when all the Ukraine was bombed, you just don't believe that they can be even more lucky to survive another time. And you're just trying to calm yourself because they're probably safe but you are not sure and this constant fear is that every moment something can happen to your loved ones and you have lived through such hell uh in mariupol and uh, in occupation uh that you don't believe you can be you can be even more lucky to survive through another bombing so it's a total fear that something will happen to them that something will happen to my friends because i have already lost my cousin during this war and i'm not sure and i'm sure that i will not survive another loss and i'm really scared for my relatives the whole time i can imagine uh, you know, we take so much for granted sometimes, you know, we think things are good and then all of a sudden our lives change within seconds, right? Uh, you just never know what could happen. So I want to thank you, Kate, for sharing your story. And I want you, I want to thank you for taking part in this project. For anybody that would like to reach out to Kate, all of the information will be in the description. So be sure to check the, our videos out and check out the Animation Studio video. I'm going to try and add it at the end of the show of Tea Time. If not, I will add it to Miss Liz's Facebook page and LinkedIn page, so you can check it out there. The video is uploaded. I want to thank you again, Kate, and I'm going to just put you in the back, and I'm going to bring you up a little later in the show. Now, I'm going to bring Nikita um, into the studio, and uh, Nikita is a script writer at Dar Video, and he actually made the script for the trailer. He just collected the stories and the facts and created the storyboard. So I'm going to bring Nikita up so he can share his experience and what he's going on. And again, Kate, don't leave. We will bring you back in a little bit. Thank you. Yeah, hello. Nice to meet you. Yeah, uh, my name is Nick or Nikita, Nick is shorter. Uh, uh, I'm from Odessa, the city by the sea in Ukraine. And this city is one of the of the safest in brain despite we had some missile attacks fortunately successful but overall it's much safer than kiev and of course safer than mariupol uh, anyway i have fled the country from the very beginning and uh, actually i have very unusual experience we moved in total 12 times uh, during the our fleeting so now we are in bucharest in romania working remotely uh, for their video mm, on the project i was as i am and i was a script writer uh, i've collected uh, together with uh, kate and our director the stories from kate and uh, two more their video uh, employees and uh, yeah i com like compiled the script we revised it and made the video I don't have much to tell about my experience with the war as long as they fled from Ukraine from the very beginning. Uh, but uh, I really understand Kate in terms of calling the relatives. I have part of my family and all the family of my fiance are still in Ukraine for different reasons. And it's uh, really each time calling or writing them, it's a challenge because if they didn't reply and they can uh, and it's possible to not reply because they can be busy or kinda. And uh, but we wait for 
the the message from them. Uh, uh, I've just I've just received a message from our sales manager Maria. Unfortunately, she's not able to connect because the electricity in her city went down and the dropped quality of of mobile connection. And today's, I want all of my guests to understand that your safety comes first. So if you need to skip out, don't feel that you need to stay. If your safety is in danger, I will completely understand. My viewers will completely understand. The audience will understand. Your safety is number one today. The reason that we're here today is to make sure that this stays in the eyes of the people. This is an ongoing war that is still happening to this day. I want you to understand the fear that all of my guests have. Every time writing home, every time checking on a family member, if they're not heard from it within seconds, the constant fear that these people are living with. We take so much for granted. I want my guests to understand that I appreciate the time and effort that you guys are taking at this moment. Where you are right now, Nikita, am I saying your name correctly? Uh, yeah, yeah. Nikita? I mean, Nikita, yeah, it's perfect. It's perfect. Okay. Uh, almost always I... I'm called Nick, but it's perfect. You're, you're, you're nailed. Yeah, I'm currently in Bucharest, the capital of Romania. It's uh, ne so, like next from, from Ukraine to, to the West. So where you are, is it a safe location? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Romania is the NATO countries. After the Poland uh, accident, maybe it's not so safe as, the, as, as thought, but uh, yeah, it's much safer than Ukraine, obviously. Yeah. Well, that's good. At so, least there's some place because I, I was concerned about that. If it was all of Ukraine that was being attacked, or if there were certain locations that were safe. Actually, actually, uh, to be honest, if the Russia decides to start the war with NATO, Bucharest, where uh, I am now, is the closest NATO capital to Russia. So, it would be very uh, ironical to flee to flee from Ukraine and become in the middle of the nuclear war with NATO. Actually, the situation with the Maria, our sales manager right now, is very, very, very saturated in the terms of the outages. So any plans you have now in, in Ukraine, even though, uh, even if it's not about missiles or air raid sirens, if you have any plans or any action, it could be totally interrupted uh, on the spot. So it doesn't matter how important they are. So it's a very good example. Exactly. And right now, the importance of is the Ukrainian people. We need to keep this in the eyes. So being this the script writer and that, how did you find hearing these stories affect you as well? Yeah, it's uh, actually, yeah, it's a very good question because it's, it's some, sometimes it's very tough to, to absorb, to digest and to write something because uh, to make it, you need, I, I, I will not say that you'll need to leave it, but you'll need to like really, really, digested deeply we had interviews we have like consultations i had some researches and uh, notes uh, afterwards and yeah it was uh, not not depressing but uh, it was pretty hard to to stay uh, optimistic while writing those because those stories didn't sound optimistic at all it was very uh, very it was full of suffering it was full of sorrow and uh, because it's war and the war is, is the war. Yeah. And these stories were right at the beginning when it first happened, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the stories of the video are about the very beginning. Each story starts on 24th of February in the early morning uh, from uh, shelling the different parts of 
of the country. So, Nikita, I want to thank you for taking the time and doing the script writing and bringing this awareness to the world. So how do you feel that this project will help bring awareness to the other countries around the globe? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Now the uh, informational storm is going down about the Ukraine. It's very important to sustain it. It's very important to fill it with a different kind of content, including the videos like this one. It's very important to make it as deep as we can to uh, tell people around the world that uh, the war is still going on. Actually, here in Romania, it's not very rare that uh, I, I'm, I'm very chatty, I'm very friendly, and they love to chat with people on the streets. And uh, sometimes I talk to them, and uh, after they uh, see that I'm from Ukraine, I tell them I'm from Ukraine. Some of them ask me if there is still a war. It's not because they like want to offend me or make me like sad, because they don't know it. They tell me that in the news, it's nothing about war anymore, almost nothing. So not, not as, as much as it was. So it's very important to bring it up uh, with any means that we have. And that's exactly why we're doing this tea time, because it is actually still in, the, in effect. And I want all the listeners and viewers and the re replay uh, audience to understand that this war is still happening. Yes, we're not speaking of it anymore. We're speaking of other things. But we need to keep this in the eyes. We need to understand that these people are still suffering every day. You know, how we can help. Send $10, $20 to the GoFundMe project of this ammunition uh, fundraiser. You know, reach out and see if you can help people in Ukraine. If you have family, if you have friends, ask them what they need at this time. You know, we really need to keep this in the eyes and understand that people are suffering around the globe. You know, uh, Ukraine is still having this effect. Like you said, that people are asking and they're wondering if they're going to offend you because they're asking about it, right? Uh, and we have to stop feeling offended by asking questions. You know, we, we really need to just keep it in the, in the eyes of the people. So I want to thank you, Nikita, for your part in this project and, thank you. you know, taking that time. And I want to thank you for making the time for me today because I appreciate you uh, taking that time as well to share your part in this project. So if anybody would like to know more about the project, you can check out the website. You can check out the GoFundMe that is running across the screen. That will also be in the description. So for the audio listeners, all of this information will be in the description. So be sure to put in. And you, you can, a cop, a coffee in Canada and U.S. is $10. You can donate $10 to this project. $10 from 100 people. And we have a thousand dollars. It's that simple, uh, and let's just keep it really short. Little, little things lead to big results. And right now, I think this project really needs to get out there so people understand that this is still in effect. So I'm going to bring back Yulio, uh, and I'm going to bring back Kate. And as Nikita said, Maria won't be in because they've lost electricity. So I really want to thank you guys for taking the time. So again, if anything, your safety comes first. Um, tea time. There's always another time for tea time, but your safety comes first, your lives come first. So I'm going to bring back the other guests into the studio, and we're going to just sit back and have some tea and get to understand how we can really get this project out there. So I'm going to grab the other guests and get them in. So welcome back, guys. Um, I want to really thank you all for taking the time today uh, from the bottom of my heart. I really appreciate Julio, thank you for reaching out to me. Uh, through email to bring this awareness to me because I feel that we need this out there. We need people to understand that this is an ongoing matter. 
This is not over. Ukraine is still fighting. You know, we, we need to end the war. We need to bring peace. You know, if we can bring some form of peace to any of you guys at all, let us know. You know, Miss Liz is here for you guys. If it, it means we share this tea time a hundred times, we share this tea time a hundred times. We get it out there. I, for my listening audience, I do see some of your questions coming in. They're not related to this conversation, so they will not be put up. But I do see your comments. So thank you for tuning in. I, I respect that. But right now, today is the time for the Ukrainian people, their stories and their lives. Uh, so thank you for the support. I do appreciate that. But right now, the comments that are coming in, I will not be showing them because they're not related to today's topic. So Thank you, and I do wish you all a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, so thank you for that as well. Um, my goal for my listening audience this year, in 2023, is listen to the stories, listen to the guests, support the guests, reach out, collaborate, connect, and network with them. This is what Tea Time is for. It's not about Miss Liz, it's about the guest. So I want to go back to Kate. Um, Kate, how do you feel every time the phone rings? Because I know that that's, that could be a trigger as well, right? Uh, because you never know if it's good news or bad news, right? Um, I feel like I'm used to phone rings right now because it happens quite a lot. I'm very afraid every moment uh, my mother texts me, so it's like more of triggering for me because even if she only asks how I am or if she writes good morning to me, I'm already afraid that she will write something more, write something bad. And uh, lots of loud sounds uh, are a lot trigger for me because uh, when you close the door and you just hit it or when I hear the car, when I hear motorcycle or uh, it was New Year's Eve and uh, it was uh, lots of lights and lots of sounds. So it was like the biggest trigger for me because uh, every time obviously you hear something uh, bumping, uh, you're afraid, you're just frightened because of the sounds. And, and, and this is what we have to let everyone know is that there's triggers even now that she's safe in Switzerland. You know, when Nikita is in Romania and he's safe, and uh, Yuli is in Ukraine right now. So, Yuli, where you are, is it a safe location? Uh, well, it, it's comparatively safe. Uh, I, I just want to um, accomplish with what Kate said. Uh, so, we've been talking about um, the, how the New Year celebration was happening. And obviously, here in Ukraine, there were no fireworks at all. But our, our director... Uh, Orest, he's located in Spain now, uh, and he uh, mentioned that uh, there were some fireworks there, and and he really, really overreacted on this, and especially his one-year-old young son super overreacted to the fireworks because he was uh, thinking that this is bombing. Uh, from our, my side, I will uh, add, so today uh, there was no air um, air air sirens at all like just only today but just a couple of days ago it was and uh, on the new year's night uh, there were really hard uh, air sirens and all the night uh, we had uh, rockets and drones here i'm i'm personally living on the 17th floor and with a good view on the city and the whole city was um i, I could i could easily observe uh, the rockets coming and uh, the drones coming and some of them were shot by our air defense system and i saw like big 
red splashes on the sky and it, it's, it's like a very very sad joke but it's like something given instead of any fireworks so it was sometimes it, it's really fe fearful sometimes it's just like a normal day routine to observe any other rockets are being uh, just crossing the sky or being hit in the sky over your city so the days are really different some days really calm and look like nothing is happening but other days are very very hard and full of events and full of distractions and like every almost every week something is being hit in kiev some it can be really a small house just just a private house or can be a really a power station or a big uh, big building uh something some like for instance several days ago some hotels were destroyed so we don't we don't know the what uh, was the goal uh the one day the goal is the power station the other day the goal is just civilian buildings so you can predict so you can't say it's safe till the end of war and, and and thank you for sharing that because it is what is the end goal right one day it's the power stations one day it's regular civilians you know so what is the end goal of this you know is it to prove more power, more, you know, more money, more, uh, you know, what is the end goal of this war? Uh, we, we have, we have lots of discussions about it. And uh, the position of Ukrainians is very simple and flat, I would say. So we just want uh, our borders uh, to be safe and we want peace and that's it. Uh, and no compromises. Uh, but we also sometimes talk to Russia people and we have many Ukrainians have relatives in Russia and friends uh, and we talk to them so what why it's happening and how they see and they all take say different things so we are we are confident they don't have like a particular aim some of them say they are just saving us some of them say they are fighting with NATO some of them say they are preventing our aggression against them so and other tens of crazy crazy ideas so you just you just can go to a single aim so it, it looks like they have this war just to like support this balance in the region or or just to, to destroy the country or to 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 destroy people in the country so we don't we just can only guess well that's it right we're just making assumptions because we really don't understand what the madness is you know why why do we even have war to begin with you know yeah. why do we have to get to that extreme where we have to feel that we have to take someone else's life someone else's country you know uh, the, the, the only general idea is that like supported like in in most among most people is that so Russia wanted to control over the region of the country over the people's minds over the resources and uh, Ukraine is uh, quite a big country with lots of people with lots of resources and uh, Russia having it around just wanted to to get it uh, in like maybe they wanted to get it in a more peaceful way in the previous years uh, they failed to do this and they just wanted to get it 
whatever like like just whatever it costs so we don't know so i want to i want to go to nikita you said that you left in the beginning of the, the beginning right and you got to romania so how did you guys get over to the where you are like kate you're in switzerland and that so did you have like family that supported you did you have outside resources that helped you we have some savings and here <clears throat> sorry and here in Romania, there are lots of programs to help us. For example, you, uh, all Ukrainians are eligible for uh, staying for literally as long as you as you need. And also, Ukrainians are eligible for free accommodation. So it's not actually free, but the government of Romania pays to the householders to stay here. So, yeah, uh, some have like relatives and they go to them, but some don't. We, we didn't have. And we uh, first we went to Moldova, and uh, then to Romania, and here we uh, moved twelve times until we found a place we can stay with uh, within, like for the program and and so on. So no, no answer from your question. No, we have no relatives here, or we didn't have any friends before we came here, and we just found a place and settled. So was there like any outside resources like Red Cross or uh, United Nations or anything that stepped up to help you guys like with the room with the Ukraine people Julia? Um, my family and me didn't but I know that some of Ukrainians do have here it's possible to get them uh, okay. it's possible yeah you know it's uh, just from my experience and our team mates uh, like pushing outside Ukraine uh, so 99% of the people, they just leave Ukraine without any particular, I don't know, knowing what they will do. So it's it's like they move to the safe place and then they figure out what to do, whether to seek the support of the government or seek the support of, of, of friends or, or whatever. So just the only, and it was crazy happening the first months, I guess of the beginning of the war like everybody moved everywhere so what what wherever you can move where is safe and nobody thought about like oh i just want to go there because i have relatives no just move just come just uh, uh come myself and then just decide but happily yeah there are some support programs in some countries uh, in europe the people use use them because this is a quite a long process just to to acquire this help you need to collect lots of documents spend lots of time and so on it doesn't happen like very quickly and, and thank you for sharing that because i want the listeners out there to understand that this is not just like they want to go take a trip they're they're fighting for their lives these yeah. The people in Ukraine are not just like, I'm going to go and take a trip to, uh, you know, Canada or United States and I just want to go see family. That's not what they're doing. They're fighting for their lives. They're looking for safety. And do they feel safe? Like, do you feel safe, Kate, where you are in Switzerland? I feel quite safe, but uh, it's even worse when you feel yourself safe. But uh, you are very scared for your relative. So, relative, so 
uh, I'm sure if somebody, some of my relatives would stay in Mariupol and I will be outside in Kyiv or outside of the country, I will be even more scared for them than I was scared for myself. So it's a situation when you are like in a quiet, normal place, but all of your loved ones uh, stay uh, in Ukraine under the bombs and you are not sure what is happening. So you're just like watching from outside. You cannot like directly help them, but uh, you just watch what is happening when you are safe and they are not safe. So we do have a question and I feel that it is related to this topic. So I'm going to ask you guys, and this is related to all three of you. How do you guys feel about fireworks now because of what has happened in Ukraine? Actually, actually we stayed obviously here for a year and it was a lot of fireworks and I'm a bit uh, older than one year old, but uh, first five or six pieces of our fireworks my fiance and I were like it was really and, and it this is and, and we fled from Ukraine from the very beginning we heard like maybe just several explosions I can't imagine how people with bigger actual war experience there feel like so yeah fireworks is going to be the problem for Ukrainians for a long time and what about you Kate yeah, I've tried to keep away from any fireworks on New Year's Eve. And uh, when it was like exactly 31st of December, I've tried to only stay in house with the closed windows uh, that are underground, just not to hear anything. Because uh, even when I hear the door uh, bumping, I'm already scared and I'm not sure how would I react on fireworks, on some lights. So even because uh, some young guys were trying to like make, uh, make homemade fireworks and they uh, were making it and uh, like trying it out uh, on the parking, I was too scared. I just jumped onto my friend who was going next to me. So. Yeah, it's quite a big problem after you had uh, quite the same sounds, uh, but it was not fireworks, but bumping. So it's a great problem for me too. And Yulia, how do you feel about fireworks? Well, I, I'm lucky not to experience fireworks because they are forbidden here in Ukraine. Uh, and they mentioned instead of fireworks on the New Year's night, I just experienced the real rockets coming. Uh, I heard about two people uh, who just started fireworks in Kiev uh, in New Year night. They both were arrested. But I'm not heard... eager eager to see or hear any fireworks. That's not, not something I really, really want. I, I, I always wonder about fireworks because we, even when I go watch fireworks, for me, it triggers me because I, I've been through a lot of abuse as well nothing close to what you guys have gone through but for me when i go and listen to fireworks it triggers me it makes me jump it makes me you know so what is the actual impact of a firework what is the actual meaning of the firework you know it's like what is the actual meaning of this war what is the ultimate goal you know to give 20 minutes of pop 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 bang bang like nice little pictures in the sky but what is the actual end goal and I think that's what we need to look at is we need to look at this war as fireworks. What is the end goal of it? You know, and anyone who's listening and if you're working with fireworks, I'm not coming at you. I'm just saying, what is the end goal of a firework? So what is the end goal of this war? You know, for anyone who's listening and you have any answers or you have any results on why this is happening or the assumptions that you think is happening, like Julio says, there's a lot of discussion about it. 
One day it's the, the power plants, the next day it's civilians. So we don't know what the end goal is here. Um, you know, the only one that does know the end goal are the people that are in charge. And right now, uh, they're not really even speaking and giving answers for that either because they're going around doing different things. So uh, for anyone that is listening to today's show, and it has triggered you in any way, Miss Liz's goal is not to trigger anyone. It is to bring awareness. It is to motivate and inspire and to bring that voice of hope. So today I wanted to thank my guests for joining me, for sharing their stories, to bringing this light uh, to the table. Yulia, what do you, what's the end goal that you want to see with this video that you created uh, and the project? And how can people help our videos in the future? Actually, this video is just a, a small, very, very tiny, uh, like piece of information and uh, just a small trailer of what we want to tell. Uh, we just try to, to make the flashbacks of three people uh, stories, but the stories are really big and, and they can be told within hours. So basically, we, make, we made this trailer to attract attention and to collect some money for creating a series of animations uh, telling more stories of Ukrainian people suffering war and, and just to spread the world. And as you can see, I just put the link up for the video. Uh, if you check out that link, you can see the video. It's, I think it's so four minutes of your life and you can make a difference, you know, and make a donation to the GoFundMe Ukraine War Animation Fundraiser that was created by Jane, uh, Jeremy in the United States. We did have another guest that was supposed to join us was the art director. And I want to, if you want to share a little bit about uh, Oris. Oris. Um, Oris and what he did with this project uh so actually he was responsible for the artistic part uh he uh, was creating the visual style and the idea um we put the idea of the fir um, like first the view from the from the first person uh, as you see if, if you watch this animation you understand that this is you who are who is the person and we added this uh eyes blinking just to make the impression is even bigger it was uh, Oris's idea and throughout the whole project he was supervising uh, the style and uh, to make the video more creative and more artistic uh, actually uh, by the way we are already about to start the new video making and this video will be about the outages in, in Ukraine which is the more the most severe problem at the moment uh, so yeah, we'll show, we'll reveal the situations, uh, normal people uh, fighting the electricity in just like daily, on, on a daily basis. So before we wrap up your tea time, because we're getting close to the hour, and uh, I want you to let the audience know how they can help. Like, do you need more stories? Do you need? Uh, like, do you need funding for that as well? Is there going to be another separate project for that second video? If you could share that before we wrap up this tea time. Uh, basically, we are uh, we have pr <laughs> so many stories. Uh, like every person in Ukraine has a story. So, to, with this this year, like everybody has like more than one story. Uh, and uh, so we have them and we want them to make uh, life. Uh, we just, we're looking for funding for uh, just f 
for just funding the the work of people who who really stay here in Ukraine who just draw and animate and write stories, um, just to spread them. That, that's all we need. So before we wrap up, uh, Nikita, I'm going to give you a couple seconds to wrap up and give your final words and what message you would like to leave with the audience. Uh, thank you so much for having us. It was really awesome experience to share our stories. Uh, I'd like to thank all the viewers. And uh, of course, we are heading up to the Ukrainian complete like uh, victory. We believe in it and there is no options uh, other from the victory. That's it. I can say something more like, you know, uh, from the modern culture of the war, but I don't think it's appropriate during to strong language, like about the Russian battleship. Well, thank you so much, so Nikita. That, <laughs> and I appreciate having you today. Uh, Kate, any final words that you'd like to leave with the audience? Yeah, I'm also very grateful for you for inviting us. And probably my final words would be your goal for this video, just to emphasize that the war is still going on, that uh, you have to still uh, donate for Ukraine and praying for Ukraine. Thank you for saying that. I, I want to really say thank you. Thank you, Kate, for sharing your story in this in this project. And thank you for sharing your story today with my audience and listeners. Uh, and let's just really get this tea time out there. Let's really share, share, share. Uh, you know, if you think that it will help one person to make that one donation, share this tea time. The goal is to get the Ukraine stories out there. Uh, Miss Liz wants to see a difference, and I want, and I know that the hearts need to hear these stories to understand that the war is still going on. So, Yulia, any final words before we wrap up? Uh, thank you, uh, Miss Liz. Uh, the only thing I want to add is that uh, a very small action makes really big impact. And you, after listening to to these stories, after uh, watching the Ukrainian war stories trailer, so just talk. Uh, to other people so just spread the word uh, I don't know just call just write uh, and just make this uh, topic leave and until the war is finished we need to stay together and we need to support each other and uh, just share the, the idea thank yeah, you thank you so much and thank you guys for joining me today thank you for coming in from where you are and I'm going to send my prayers to you and your families do stay safe. If you guys need anything at all, I'm just an email away. I'm just a cup of tea. So if you need to talk, if you need a friend, and Miss Liz is here for you guys. So I want to welcome you guys that you are not just guests. You are my family now. So if you need anything, please reach out to me. Julia, let's stay in contact. When the second video comes out, we, we can do a second tea time. We can get it out there. If we want to do an update, we can do it that way as well. So I want to thank you guys for joining me today. And I want to make sure to let me know if Maria is safe. Uh, I really want to know if she's okay. Um, and thank you to your team for the work that you've done and brought a voice to the table. Uh, I will see everybody at 3 p.m. Today we are launching season four. There are three tea times every Thursday for the rest of the year. So there will be 156 tea times coming to the table with different stories, different um, missions, different visions because every story makes a difference. We all have a story, as Kate has said, as Julia said, as Nikia said today, all our stories matter. So I will see everybody at 3 p.m. when we talk about another war, 
we have a guest, uh, Vienna Kevel, will be joining us, and she's from Germany and the United States as well, and she'll be sharing her story about Germany's war. So you see, the wars are all over. We, we really need to stop these wars, but we're going to pray today for Ukraine, and we're going to send our well wishes. And for any of the audience and viewers that would like to know more about Miss Liz, you can check me out on my website. But today is about Ukraine. So let's check out Ukraine and let's check out our videos. And again, thank you guys for joining me. Don't leave. I will talk to you guys in the back of the studio. But we are going to wrap up this tea time. And we will be bringing the second tea time of season four at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with a new story and a new difference. Until then, thank you all for tuning in today for Tea Time with Miss Liz. <laughs>